We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Truly, the Lord has been good to us. Um, it is my intention to be brief. I remember a few years ago when Kennedy was a little bit younger and we was at church and she remembered that last week she said, Papa, last week you had a long preach. She said, today you need to have a short preach. And she was young then. So it is my intention today to have a short preach. However, I am a little bit older, and I've seen a little bit more. So it may take me a little longer to get it all. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Um, those of you that paid attention doing praise and worship today and actually listened to Portia take part of my message, I know she wanted to go. She was ready. She really was. Uh, should be reminded that if you really believe in God, if you really believe in God, that there is really nothing that is impossible for you. Um, Hebrews chapter 12 is a very familiar passage of scripture. I'm going to go ahead and go into this. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff going through my heart and my head, and I just want to share with you a little bit of what God has given me. We've come out of this awesome series. I don't think there's anybody that was not affected by the habit series. And even though the series is over, uh, you just kind of can't get away from it. So we, we, we kind of kind of dealing with it. Um, but I'm going to give you my topic for discussion today. Uh, do me a favor and look at the person sitting next to you, to you and tell them you have a responsibility to keep your life up. Mm. You have a responsibility to keep your life up. We used to have a little saying that says, when my heart is right towards God, he is obligated to orchestrate the situations, the circumstances, and the events of my life to bring me to the knowledge of the things I need to know and the people I need to know that are critical to the fulfillment of my purpose and destiny in life. Now, we've, we've, we've said how great God is all morning. It was absolutely awesome. We talked about how faithful God is and how he's a healer and he's a provider, how he's a miracle worker. So we know that God will do what he said he would do. But we have a responsibility ourselves. 
So since we know God is going to do his part, all we got to do is do our part. So let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 12. Um, and I'm going to read a couple of different scriptures. And Hebrews 12 from the NIV version, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Notice it says, let us throw off everything that hinders. Before it even mentioned the sin, it talked about the things that hinder. Uh, and sometimes there's some things that are not sin, but it's not necessarily in your best interest to participate. Simply because it will hinder you from getting where you're trying to go. Uh, there was a question posed a few weeks back that said, do you have loser habits? Do you have loser habits? And I don't post a lot of stuff on Facebook, but I automatically, I just almost instantly posted that on Facebook. Do you have loser habits? How would you know if you had loser habits? If you always losing, <laughs> then chances are you have loser habits. Because there's a phrase that says if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. Let me say that again. If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got until the paradigm shifts. So then if you want things to change, then you have to change. Somebody told me something that made me mad, but I had to swallow it anyway. They told me things are the way they are because you are the way you are. Things are going to stay the way they are until you change. Now, I, I had a hard time with that one because I felt like I was all right. And things were jacked up a little bit, but it wasn't my fault. However, if you take a look at your habits, you may find that somewhere along the way, you may have one or two that just may be causing you to lose. I took an analytical look at my habits during the habit series. And 
It wasn't too bad. I saw some stuff when I held it up to the mirror of God's word and saw that it was necessary to uh, change some things. And sometimes it's not that the thing necessarily was wrong, but it, it may just occupy too much of your time. And the thing that you are habitually doing is preventing you from doing what it is that you need to do. And believe it or not, your cell phone will tell on you. It'll tell you where you spend most of your time, what's eating up your battery. And we are in the information age, right? So anything you need to find, you can usually find it with your phone. Hmm. If you need to change your headlight on a car, go to YouTube. It'll tell you how to do it. If you need to bake a cake, you can find it on your phone. If you need to find a job, they will send you letting you know that there are jobs available based on your skill set. They will let you know. However, we don't want to see that. We want to be entertained. So we'll find something, somebody doing something stupid so we can laugh at them and share it with somebody else so they can laugh at them. Meanwhile, we're not doing anything productive. So the habit series made me look at some stuff. Uh, and when I checked out my mode of operations, the way I was doing things and the things that I was focusing on, I realized that I needed to make some minor adjustments. And then I looked at what the Word of God said. It said, lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us. And it made me realize that because God has already provided a way. He's already made provisions. He's already set things on the path. And all I had to do was to do my part. Look at your name and tell him, you have a responsibility to do your part. Now, there's a song that we sing that I hope we, we, we need to leave it alone. It's a good song, though. It's a good song. The song says, walk with me, Lord, walk with me. Right? If somebody's walking with you, they're going where you're going. But then it says, where you lead me, 
I will follow. So instead of asking God to walk with me, we need to ask God, Lord, let me walk with you. And where you lead me, I will follow. Because sometimes we want to go some places God ain't going to go with us. And we'll tell somebody, don't make me go there. And we know when we said he ain't going. I watched a movie a while back. I think the movie was Dr. Strange. And he was in a fight. And every time he tried to do something he shouldn't do, there was a cape that wouldn't let him do it. Because the cape was there to help him. So every time he tried to do something and he wasn't supposed to do it, the cape would pull him back and wouldn't allow him to do it. Sometimes God needs to do us like that. And he will let you know, don't go there. But we will fight our way to get there. But we have a responsibility to listen when God speaks. When he just would simply say, don't say it, we need to just simply not say it because there's a responsibility that goes along with that because God will help you but if you choose to break through and say it anyway then he's not obligated to help you because his help was when he said don't say it but we said but I got to say it And now we got to wear the consequences. But the responsibility is you need to keep your life up. And all for you to do that, you're going to have to follow his lead. And understand that as believers, it is the will of God for you to have an abundant life. He said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Let's see how um, the NIV version said. When in, in John chapter 10, verse 9 through 11, it says, I am the gate. Whoever enter in through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pastures. In other words, you will find your provision. I'm going to take care of you. I've already provided. You'll go in and you'll come out and you'll find provision. He says, the thief come only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. When you take a look at life, your life, my life, after you have decided to follow Jesus, your provisions have already been provided for you. The only thing is you got to make sure you go in and out of the right door. And chances are, if you're not finding your provision, is it possible that you're going in and out of the wrong door? When I look at what the Lord said to me, it gave me confidence in knowing that as I walk through this life, doesn't really matter what the situations are, what the challenges are, that 
as long as I follow his lead, I really don't have anything to worry about because he's going to be my provider. He's going to be my protector. He's going to be my guide. I just have to follow his lead. Challenges with us sometimes is that we get a little bit confused when we start to walk out this thing called life. Because we think sometimes that we need someone else's guidance to help us to walk it out. Now, the scripture does say that iron sharpens iron. That's not a problem with that. But let's take a second to take a look at something. Shatina is Shatina is my daughter. Right? She didn't have a choice in her father. She could not, she didn't pick him. She didn't even pick her name. She had no choice in coming, no choice in what family she came into. And then when she came of age, I gave her away. Right? And she became Underwood. She didn't have a choice of whether she wanted to be a boy or a girl. But when she was formed, I had a responsibility of letting her know who she was. Right? My responsibility was to let her know who she was, who she was to be, set her on a path. She had no choice in the matter. And until she came of age, she couldn't decide where she was going. She couldn't decide what she was eating simply because it was not her responsibility. Right? I had a responsibility given by God to make sure she was on the right path, that she was taken care of, everything was provided, she was protected until she came of age. Now, when she came of age and I gave her away, then God gave her a responsibility, right? Some way, somehow, she came up with a Kennedy. But let me show you how God orchestrate our lives, your life, my life. Her mother... Her mother's mother was married to a pastor, right? Her mother was married to a pastor. Shatina is married to a pastor. At no point in their lives, at no point in their lives did they have a choice in the matter. 
God orchestrates situations, circumstances, and events to bring us into the knowledge of the things we need to know and the people we need to know. Some of you don't realize that it's not by chance that you're here. But God had a plan that he orchestrated to bring you into the knowledge of the things you need to know and the people you need to know that are critical to the fulfillment of your purpose and your destiny in life. Your responsibility is to walk it out and keep your life up. The enemy's goal is to get you off track. His goal is to get you to quit. And he tries everything he can. And believe it or not, he listens to what you say. See, he's not all-knowing like God is. He listens to what you say. If you tell him what you're not going to put up with, you can, I can guarantee you'll be faced with it. If you tell him what you don't like, he'll make sure you see it. But you told him. When Samson was dealing with Delilah, she tried everything to find out what his strength was. And nothing she was able to do was able to hinder him until he told her what his secret was. And when, she, when he told her what his secret was, they were able to capture him and cripple him. Top, stop telling the enemy where your weakness is. You have the responsibility of keeping your life up. Don't give the enemy the stick to beat you with. And understand that, yes, God will keep you, but only as long as you want to be kept. And there are times when you go through situations where you feel like it's at your, in your best interest to not be kept right now. You'll get to, some point, to a point in life to where you feel like, I need to handle this. But the reality is it's a trick of the enemy to get you off course. You have a responsibility of keeping your life up. When you take a look at your life, not my life, your life, you are an individual. And what do I mean by an individual? That means you have your own set of goals, your own set of thoughts, at least most of them are yours. Some of them, even though they went through your head, it really was not your thought because the enemy will send stuff. You have to decide whether or not you want to actually entertain it or not. But if you take a look at your life and you realize that you're not winning, you're not getting out of life what you believe God has planned for you, 
then I'm going to give you a little checklist, and then I'm going to leave you alone. Is that all right? Uh, first thing on the checklist is, what thoughts are you entertaining about you? Because a lot of time, we know God is able. Our thoughts about God is good. But what thoughts are you entertaining about you? Sometimes we let what other people think about us take up residency in our head and we forget really what we think and who we are. So what thoughts are you entertaining about you? Number two, are the thoughts you have about you based on what happened to you? Are the thoughts you have about you based on what happened to you? Sometime when you've been mistreated, rejected, disappointed, even abandoned you'll start to feel like there's something wrong with you. And the reality is what happened to you should not define you. Always hold yourself up to the mirror of God's word and see what it is that God is saying about you. And that is what you should see or think about you. All right, number three. Are you willing to change in order to experience the abundant life? Are you willing to change in order to experience the abundant life? Because sometimes we say, well, that's just me. But that being just you is hindering you from experiencing what God has for you. Are you, really, are you willing to make some changes? And the only way usually in life you know that something is growing is you look at the change. If you don't see any changes, you realize, well, this thing's not growing. If your habits are your M.O., is not lining up with what God says, you might want to be willing to make some changes. What was number one? And number two? And three? All right, number four. Are you allowing God to work things out for your good. We quote the scripture that says, all things work together for the good of them who love God, who are the call according to his purpose. But sometimes when God starts working stuff out, we, we, we start grabbing it. Because sometimes when God is working things out, uh, it requires some pruning. He start cutting some stuff away. 
And some of the stuff God's cutting away is stuff we like. You know, and sometimes the stuff he's cutting away is really stuff that's, that's a weight. It's not necessarily a sin. Sometimes it's just a weight. Have you ever had one of those friends that for some reason every time you got with them, you end up in trouble somehow? I mean, you didn't necessarily do anything, but somehow with them, you always end up into something you didn't plan for. Are you allowing God to work things out? God is such a gentleman when it comes to us. You know, he allows us to make decisions. He'll, he'll remind us that this is not necessarily in your best interest, but we, we want to hang on to it anyway. All right, last one. Are you allowing your feelings to dictate your actions? Are you allowing your feelings to dictate your actions? Some of us won't ever get out of our comfort zone. If there's something that makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable, we don't want no parts of it. And I like to say to kids all the time, especially ones that are still going through school, schoolwork is supposed to be hard. Because you're learning something you don't know. So it's a learning process. If you go to class and you already know everything, you're in the wrong class. Because you, you're going through a process of learning. If you go to class every day, you do all your work and you leave and you ain't learn nothing, you're in the wrong class. Not only that, but if you're in a circle of friends and you're the smartest person in the group, you're in the wrong group. And if you're in a group and you're the dumbest person in the group, you're still in. Understand that this, uh, discomforts are really a part of growth. In order for you to grow, you got to be willing sometime to get out of your comfort zone and do something different. And sometimes you actually have to stop and start over. And sometimes we don't want to start over because we feel like if I start over, that means I fail. No, that don't mean you fail. You, you only fail when you quit. If you haven't quit, then you haven't failed yet. One of the most defeating words I've ever heard was, I tried. Not I'm trying. I tried. Which means, I tried, it didn't work, so I quit. I tried, it didn't work, so I quit. I don't know for sure, but I, I, I notice we have three musicians. And I can guarantee you the first time they picked up that instrument, 
They didn't let them play in church. There was a, a learning process they had to go through in order to get to the level that someone would allow them to play. And for some, it came out of necessity. So in life, as you are learning and growing, you're learning and growing knowing that you have God on your side, that whatever life throws at you, God already knows about it. Whatever your experience in life is, God knew it before it came. And as long as you're allowing him to lead, then even though it may be difficult, it may be frustrating, it may be hard, it may be hurting, as long as God is leading, you are on the right path. And you will come out successfully. As Portia was giving us a portion of her testimony for 18 months of struggle, training ground, preparation. Preparation is hard. You talk to any athlete, especially football players, camp, training, is hard. Even harder than game time. But you got to go through the preparation. God has given us the responsibility of living life to the fullest, but he has already purchased that for us. He said, I come that you might have life and that to the full. It's comforting in knowing that the almighty God has already purchased a full life for you and for me. He's purchased it with his own blood. And, he, and we, we tell everybody else, God is my provider. He's my protector. He's my healer until we need something And all I need to know, God, is, okay, where's, where, where's my resources? Show me where my source is. Because he's already provided it. All I got to do is follow his lead. Look at your neighbor and tell him it's your responsibility to keep your life up. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.